Hey there, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. So we have this group, uh, it's a Facebook group and it's called Brightline Eating Official. And I'm not in there that much, but uh, sometimes Facebook will pop something from that group into my feed. And um, I caught this the other day scrolling by and it was a post by someone in that group, someone I don't know. Um, but he said, so I've been a member of this group for almost a month and a half. I follow pretty much every story. I've listened to the Brightline Eating book three times already. The whole concept of this way of life is stay away from sugar and flour. I see a lot of people saying that their saboteur is ruining their diet, which is pretty much not that different from any other diet. So what's the whole gimmick? At the end of the day, you do have to rely on your willpower not to break. And I just found myself thinking about that. Um, so I thought I'd shoot a vlog on it. I didn't ask the poster of that post whether I could, uh, you know, it's a public Facebook group, so uh, I'm not using their name. Um, but it's a this idea of, um, this is just like any other diet, you have to, at the end of the day, you have to use your willpower not to break. Like the, the idea is don't eat sugar and flour and it's gonna take willpower to execute that. Um, yeah, so um, kind of, <laughs> kind of. I think uh, there's a, a, a misunderstanding here or a lack of understanding of um, the way action sequences get executed by the brain. So let's talk about that a little bit. Um, some behaviors are decided on and sort of uh, reasoned out by the prefrontal cortex and ultimately sent to motor cortex for execution. Um, but they involve this part of the brain called the anterior cingulate cortex, which is the seat of willpower. And other actions don't. They bypass that whole explicit, deliberate system and they run completely non-consciously through uh, an execution of habits by the basal ganglia. And when we do those things, we're not really deciding or choosing or uh, thinking, will I, won't I, um, at all. We're just not. And um, examples of behaviors that are executed by this more non-conscious, um, part of the brain include going to the bathroom when we have to go and brushing our teeth morning and night and getting into the car and pushing the button to open the garage door opener and pulling out of the garage and pushing the button to close the garage door opener and driving to work. Um, there are all kinds of things, you know, all of the motor sequences that we execute when we pump gas. You know, there's maybe a part of our brain that's deciding whether to stop and get gas. And then once we've made that decision, the rest of it just happens on autopilot. Um, I don't know if you've ever been in the shower wondering, did I shampoo my hair already? <laughs> but that happens to me all the time. Or for some reason, it's my face scrub that I'm always wondering, did I already do that? I somehow can't remember. 
somehow the whole like and this is kind of funny because my face scrub actually involves putting some powder in my hand then putting some sort of citrusy liquid thing on it smushing it up with my middle finger i smell it deeply a couple times and then i rub it all over my face and then i rinse it off and literally a minute later sometimes i can't even remember whether i just did that that entire sequence of behaviors uh, my brain just rattled it off just did it non-consciously and um, I know we talk a lot about the power of automaticity, but that's really what I'm getting at here. And I wanna talk for a second about the aspects of the Bright Line Eating program that make it fundamentally not a diet different than other diets. And um, when and how that transition from deciding not to, not to eat sugar and flour using willpower um, that transition from that state of brain to the state of brain where you're eating what's on your food plan without really even thinking about it, to talk about how that transition happens um, and when and how and why, because that really is the crux of the issue. Like, I agree with what this gentleman said that um, if you are still in a state where every time you're confronted with a food choice, you're thinking, will I, won't I? You are essentially just like on any other diet. And at the end of the day, you're gonna need to use your willpower to succeed in every one of those situations. And I would propose you're not gonna succeed um, because of the willpower gap, because at any given moment, um, your anterior cingulate cortex might be burned out of decision-making, might be frazzled already and not capable of showing up for you, which is the ultimate problem with weight loss. It's not an issue of um, knowing what to eat or what not to eat. It's an, ex it's an issue of execution over the long term um, and willpower will fail. So um, when and how and why does this happen? So bright line eating, first of all, is not set up um, with an abstract concept designed to balance calories in and calories out in your favor um, that allows for an infinite number of choices at any given time about what to put in your mouth. If you think about uh, sort of the basic dietary structure, which would be, say, limit your calories to 1,200 calories a day or whatever. I don't care what, what the number is. Just work with me here. Limit your calories to X number of calories a day. Well, um, if you could execute that, it would work. You know, if you could actually eat X number of calories a day over the long term, you would lose weight. Um, the trouble with that approach is that it licenses eating anything, anytime, which puts you into the deep ocean waters of, am I having this now? Am I having that now? The, you know, <laughs> there, you know, Oh my gosh, we've all been there, right? I don't need to go into the sea of options that's available to you in this world if that's your rubric for what you're eating or not eating. That is in the extreme. Other diets say, well, as long as you're eating this ratio of macronutrients, you're fine um, or whatever, right? Most um, food plans, diets, allow uh, meals and snacks, which is again, licensing eating pretty much any time of the day. In Brightline eating, we don't do that. Um, most food is not licensed at most times, right? If it's between breakfast and lunch, there are zero foods 
that are licensed for all of those minutes between breakfast and lunch. Nothing. Nothing. And likewise, between every other meal. Nothing. You just cut out, I don't know, 80, 90% of the food choices that most people are faced with on any given day. In short order, that becomes automatic. Now, the three meals a day thing, uh, for me, was the hardest when I started out. I was used to eating all day, every day. And um, facing the yawning chasm between breakfast and lunch was horrifying my first day doing this. But it becomes automatic pretty darn quickly. That no thank you at every point between meals is one of the saving graces. It just takes most of the food options and just throws them right out the window. You're not eating that because it's not mealtime, right? And then at mealtime, there aren't an infinite number of options either. Breakfast is, you know, a protein, a grain, and a fruit, right? And when you get into a rhythm of what you eat for breakfast, as anyone actually really, for real, for real, doing Bright Line Eating for any length of time can tell you, when you rock up to breakfast, your brain is only proposing, you know, well, probably you wrote down your food the night before. So it's, it's not proposing anything. You're just putting, you know, a bowl on a scale and getting to it, right? You're weighing your breakfast like you pump your gas. There's no choice. You just walked into the kitchen like you decided to get gas. And the rest happens on autopilot. Your anterior cingulate cortex is not activated at all. There is no choice. There is no willpower. It's not an issue of willpower. It's an issue of rolling out an automatic behavior, behavior sequence. It's done. It's done. You're not thinking about it. And this is where the difference between bright line eating and other diets comes in. I mean, it's one of the differences, right? I mean, don't get me started on all of the personal growth and all of the, you know, as soon as you start to get your food regimented, what really comes up is, okay, who am I and what matters and why am I doing this? And why was I eating all those years? And so much other stuff comes up, right? Anyone, I mean, we sort of get you in here with, oh, you'll lose weight. <laughs> and then it's like, oh yeah, this is about so much more. This is about so much more. So if you do bright line eating, cutting corners and not really doing it, you will likely really resonate with what this guy said, that your brain is proposing all kinds of things to you all the time and it's a game of willpower. And that's not bright line eating. And if you showed up really surrendered and you've really been doing this, you're probably in the crowd who sort of flinched when this kind of statement of like, so what's the gimmick? It's just like any other diet. You just got to use your willpower not to eat sugar and flour, right? You're like, that doesn't describe my experience at all. Like at all, right? You show up and at the beginning, Here's one other thing I really wanted to say. At the beginning, thank goodness, the huge upswelling of your motivation is there at the time when you actually are using your willpower to get the system set up in the first place. 
And amen and hallelujah for that, right? Like you're, you're, you've decided to do this, you dive in, you've read the book, or you're doing the 14-day challenge, or you're in the boot camp, and excitement is high, and you really feel how this might be different from you, and you're really focused on doing it right, and all of that is present to carry you through the time when your anterior cingulate cortex actually is involved, sort of making sure that you're really doing this. And then it doesn't take that long, um, you know, couple months before you start to feel some real automaticity kick in. And a couple months after that, you probably find yourself in that state of like, uh, your meals are getting made automatically, just like you're, you're pumping your gas, right? Just like you're pumping your gas. So... There are two sides of the equation here that, are, that make bright line eating fundamentally different. One is on the deciding side, the willpower side, the, um, uh, the side of those, the infinite sea of choices, right? And bright line eating makes it so that you're not choosing and deciding at any given moment. You're just rolling out automatic behavior sequences. The other side of the equation has to do with what your brain proposes as a viable alternative at all, right? And this is what kicks in sort of when you're at a party, when you're at a restaurant, when you're at a work meeting and suddenly the tray of Danish and bagels comes around and blah, 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 right? So you are faced there with a situation of temptation, right? Um, what happens with real commitment to this program is your brain stops proposing that as an alternative at all. Like literally eat that sugar and flowers, not even on the table of options that comes up from which you're selecting. It's not even there. Like the no thank you, the pass the tray along happens without a choice even happening which is only something that happens with a program that um, has all the features that Brightline Eating has, right? Um, a very prescribed and sort of constrained set of what you're gonna eat, when. All those no thank yous in between and very specific things at each mealtime, right? And no processed foods, no sugar and no flour which takes the insane inflammation of dopamine downregulation and leptin resistance out of the equation so you stop having a brain that hounds you for more and yet more. And with both sides of, these, of the equation in play, you find yourself in a very, very different universe than was described by this post. There is no gimmick, it's not a diet, and you're not using willpower to really navigate. And once in a while, when the moment of temptation comes up, you're prepared because you've been using the rest of your program. So yeah, I just found myself thinking about that post a lot and kind of wondering why it felt so at odds with my experience of what this program is about. And I thought I would, yeah, share the difference with you in this weekly vlog. So thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.